Welcome in to the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. Starring your defending champion, Cascade Bear. Runner-up, Stirk Daddy. D. Slacky. Andy Pollock. Lefty79. Randy Santarelli. WGL 1035, Justin STP6, Little Slads, Prince Palmer 17, China Star, and Buxton 6. Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast, attempt number two, because my file got corrupt as I was trying to update it into anger. Randy is sleeper to blame for that. Absolutely. You know, we had a discussion last night about a suggestion that I wanted to pull um, in the offseason. Now, that's my bad that I forgot that it was voted on and passed, but it's a feature that sleeper just will not accommodate for. Sleeper continues to fall short. Okay, so basic I'm, aspects of fantasy football. I'm looking right now. These are the stats for positive points. PAT made points per oh points per field goal yard over thirty. That is a stat. Well, there you go then. So if that works, that they it oh, even so, sa- it says right here brand new. So that's a brand new oh. feature. All right, well, it'll be implemented then. Yeah, because, I mean, we don't even need to put it to a vote then because it was already approved, right? I would say so because it wasn't it, – it wouldn't have gone into effect for this season anyway. Yeah, sure. All right, so that would be fixed. So, yes, Randy is joining me because I am off the, today. We're going to Nashville to watch a barn burner, Titans versus the Jags, see if Trevor Lawrence suits up or not. He got kind of fucked up last week. But he actually stayed in the game. Uh, Prince was promised. Get to see Derek Derek Henry in person, so that'll be kind of exciting. It's supposed to rain all weekend, though. Just kind of shitty. Get to hear your favorite music, country. Where are your tickets? Like, where are we sitting? Yeah. Uh, upper deck, but I don't know what upper deck is for or what it's going to look like, but we're like 50-yard line. Okay. So... All right, we are going to get started. First of all, Randy, since you're on the pod, I know everybody's so interested. What was the vibe of the bro at the Vikings-Patriots game? Uh, <laughs> um, so to start to get, like, right uh, right before kickoff, I bet him 10-1 to 1 odds on Justin Jefferson scoring a touchdown on the opening, uh, like, on, on the uh, opening drive. And then the Vikings returned the ball to, like, the 19-yard line or so. And he said no. <laughs> and then the Vikings returned the ball to, like, the 19-yard line or so to start the game. And he was like, all right, let, let's make that bet. And I was like, dude, you can't make the bet when the drive has already started. <laughs> but then Vikings went down the field. Justin Jefferson scored a touchdown. And he wanted to put up 100 to my 10. <laughs> so kind of wishing I would have. <laughs> um, 
But you know, he was uh not too happy. The we got an Airbnb probably about like four or five blocks away from the stadium. After the Patriots loss, it took us probably like twenty minutes to get there. Dude didn't say a word from the from his seat in the stadium <laughs> until he got to the couch in the apartment. Just walking back. <laughs> Marvin's room. Yeah, so we'll see if the Patriots can still sneak in. Does he think they got a chance, or does he think they're going to do it? He will always have faith in Bill Belichick. <laughs> so let's just take a look here. We're going to kind of go through what Justin normally does, the cookies, and then we'll get into last week. Last, So last week's cookies, taking a look here at the optimized lineup. This ranked eighth out of 13 weeks for optimized score with a, a score of 350 points. The highest is 408. So this was about 58 lower than normal. If we take a look at all the players that were in that optimized lineup, starting at quarterback, we had Jalen Hurts staying hot from Cascade with 40.4. Christian McCaffrey at 28.6 with Sterk. The other running back, oh, Sterk again. Tony Pollard, 24.6. Devontae Adams for D. Slacky with 37.7. Little Slads had a mom, Ross St. Brown with 34.6. Brandy, I'm still pissed that I traded him away. Just a horrendous move by me. Yeah, when you, you keep wheeling and dealing young players showing promise, it's, uh, you know, not going to go your way sometimes. Nope. Uh, Kokomet tight end. Uh, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I got, I got in. Are you, are you pissed that you traded away Hurts too? <laughs> pissed I traded away Hurts. Pissed I traded. Don't forget, I traded away Mahomes. I traded away Mount Ross and Brown. Travis Etienne. Kelsey. Who gives a fuck? I'm not. That doesn't fit mine. Who gives a fuck? What? <laughs> what was it? He's what having I... the greatest. He's having the greatest tight end season of all time. Don't say who gives a fuck. Well, oh, you're saying like you wish. I wish I would have traded him now. Or kept him. I mean, what? Tight end one doesn't matter what year. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I should have kept them. Who knows? Uh, flexes then. There's you coming up with AJ Brown thirty one point nine. How have you liked him as an Eagle thus far? You know, when he got traded there, I was pretty skeptical uh, because I really, really hate the Eagles' offense. Uh, prior to this season, uh, which is why I traded away Miles Sanders, who ran for zero touchdowns last year. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's been a perfect fit. He's, you know, going to even higher heights than what he reached, even as a Titan. And I'm glad they got him locked up and he's putting out. Tyreek Hill then for Sterk with 30.6. Robbie Gold to D. Slacky with 18. Nick Bosa for Will with 24. Bobby Wagner, your boy, for Justin, 26.5. Thoughts? Uh, if he put that up every single game, I can see why after, why he can be worthy of an MVP vote by only playing 11 <laughs> out of 16 games. <laughs> then we had Harrison Smith, your boy, with 20. Yeah, it was a good week for him. You know, he, he is the all-decades 2010 safety that will never get the recognition that he deserves. And then wrapping up, we have Dre Greenlaw to Little Slides with 20 and a half. 
So in recap, Randy, DeSlagkey, and Little Slaz got two. Cascade and Will and Justin each got one. And Sturk's at the top with four out of 13. So very good week for Sturk. If we take a look at the player totals for the year, leading the way for quarterback is Patrick Mahomes with three and Jalen Hurts with three. Then we have Josh Allen, Joe Burrow with two. For running backs at the top, Josh Jacobs, four out of 13. And then we got Austin Eckler and Saquon Barkley with three. And then just a bunch of guys with two. Wide receivers, Justin Jefferson's got five. Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, oh. Devontae Adams with four, even with Jamar Chase's injury. Yeah, so, I mean, Jamar Chase is amazing. He should be in the starting lineup every single <laughs> week that he's Including week 14? Every week that if he can walk, he needs to be in the starting lineup, and not doing so is an intentional disservice and tactical tanking. <laughs> Looking at the tight ends, then we got Travis Kelsey at the top with four, Mark Andrews with two, kicker we got nick folk at the top with three and then ryan suck up justin tucker and evan mcpherson with two defensive lineman max crosby with three and then miles garrett with two linebackers devin white three micah parsons three and a half uh since he split with someone and then defensive backs harrison smith is at the top with three mm -hmm. and that's it for cookies so let's take a look back at week number 13 so in week 13, the first matchup was between now-named First Day Out Tigres. You like that team name with my picture? USA got fleeced. <laughs> Some of them commented, like, should have at least got a second. <laughs> so First Day Out Tigres versus Team Little Slads. Team Little Slads won this matchup by about 25 points, moving him to 6-7. and seven. He is right in the race, as we're going to talk about, as the current 7 seed. He's on a three-game win streak. I am on a 10-game losing streak. I don't know if that's ever happened in our league. I'd be willing to bet it has not. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And believe it or not, I still have more points than four teams in our league scored. I'm not making excuses. So if we look at the max the the you know the max score they could have got, we got Little Slads. He could have scored 226 points. So that is about 53 points he underperformed by, and I could have scored 176. That's a 28-point underperformance. On my side, we had Tua Tungavailoa with 17.8, Ty Johnson and uh, Brian Robinson each with about 10, Terry McLaurin and Devontae Smith each with 20-plus, and Godwin with 14 for me. I had two guys in my starting lineup who are no longer on the roster, including Montez Sweat and Cameron Dicker. And then I had Eric Kendricks in the flex, 11.5 points. He had 14 tackles last week. Is that your boy still? Uh, I mean, that was more so a product of him kind of getting eaten up. Oh, like, so not being the, playing the, good. This, <clears throat> yeah, like he wasn't great in that game, even though the stats say he put up some big numbers. On Little Slat side, he had 19 from Justin Fields. 13 from Ramondre Stevenson, 34 from Amon Ross St. Brown, and 12 from T. Higgins. At the tight end, he had 14.5 from Greg Dulcich. And flexes, only 1.2 from George Pickens, but he did get 24.2 from Garrett Wilson. Also, Young Way Koo, 14 points for him at the kicker position. And previously mentioned Drake Greenlaw with 
I saw some stats on Garrett Wilson that with Zach Wilson as his quarterback, he's on a pace for like 900 yards or something like that for a full season. But with Flacco or White, he's like on pace for like 1,500 yards. (laughs) So (laughs) anyone other than Zach Wilson, he is elite. Yeah, for sure. Next matchup was between D. Slacky and Operation Get to 500. This matchup was won by D. Slacky by 23 points, moving him to 9-4 and four and pretty much a lock for the bye. Will is 6-7, and seven, still technically alive, but he's going to need a lot of help this week. Will underperformed by 39 points, and D. Slacky underperformed by 4 points. On D. Slacky's side, he had 21 from Patrick Mahomes. He started Caleb Huntley with 1.7 at the running back, but also got 19 from Saquon Barkley. Wideouts, he had 22.2 from Stephon Diggs and 37.7 from Devonta Adams, 11 from Demarcus Robinson, and in his worst game of the season, Travis Kelsey only had 7.5. So even that is a good baseline, obviously. Yeah. Robbie Gold with 18. IDPs were all above 7. On Will's side, he had 20 from Justin Herbert, 11 from Devin Singletary. Christian Watson with 24, only three points from Michael Pittman, 10.5 from Pat Fryermuth, and 11 from Deontay Johnson. And the IDPs, he had 12 from Nick Bolton, and then also we had Nick Bosa with 24. The next matchup was between Cascade Bear and Justin. This matchup was won by Cascade Bear 190 to 167. On Cascade's side, he had 40 from Jalen Hurts, 16 from David Montgomery, 26 from DK Metcalf, and 12 from Debo Samuel. He had also 21 from Josh Jacobs, 10 from Aaron Jones, and 14 from Foyasad Luakan, followed by 15.5 from Minka Fitzpatrick. Justin had 26 from Taylor Heineke and 13 from Jonathan Taylor, 19 from Cam Akers, 10.5 from Chris Olave, Back-to-back, zero-point performances from Mike Gesicki, his tight end. So this week, one target, no catch. Last week, one target, no catch. Is that droppable, Randy? No, not yet, just because, like, the tight end position is a wasteland. So having the starting tight end for a top offense is still something that should be on your roster. Yeah. 16 from Christian Kirk. 13 from Brandon McManus and 14 from Quinn and Williams. Again, your boy, Bobby Wagner, 26 and a half points. Justin underperformed by 12 this week and Cascade underperformed by 16. Cascade's now in a four-game win streak. He's a three seed. That might be your first round matchup. And I know you have some bad history luck against him. My 0-5? I, th- I think 0-6. Uh well, if I'm if I'm blessed enough to win this week or lose but still get in, like he's gonna put the smack down on me. <laughs> the next matchup was between Andy Get Burrow Bitches and Stirk Hannibal Eckler. Stirk won this matchup by 51 points, scoring 215, and Andy scored 165. Andy's now eight and four or eight and five in the four seed, and Stirk is nine and four in the top seed. He is also basically clinched a bye. Even scoring two fifteen, Stirk underperformed by seventeen, and Andy underperformed by about thirty. On Andy's side, she had thirty four from Joe Burrow, 
double fives from Alvin Kamara, who's been pretty bad lately, and Derrick Henry. 20 from Keenan Allen and 18 from Justin Jefferson. Only two from Robert Tunyon, but got 14 out of Leonard Fournette and 27 and a half out of Tyler Lockett. IDP, she got 15 and a half from Demario Davis. On Stirk's side, he had 21 from Josh Allen and 24.6 from Tony, Tony Pollard. 28.6 from Christian McCaffrey and 10.6 from Brandon Ayuk. 30 out of Tyreek Hill. 13 out of Cole Komet, my God. 13 out of Eckler and 18 out of Zeke. IDPs, 19.5 from Tariq Woolen and 19.5 from Uchenna Nwosu. If you score 10 points from all except for two players on your starting lineup, I'm pretty sure you're going to win. Yeah, especially when those are IDPs as well. Yep. And he's scoring big dogs, like 15-plus every time. Next matchup might have been the lowest score our league has ever seen. It was Randy's matchup. Randy won by 98 points, 172 to 74. Randy's now 7-6 and six on a two-game win streak, and the current six seed. And then, oh, also team name Groper Cleveland. And China Star is on a three-game losing streak, five and eight, second last. Even What's scoring, his record after taking over the team? I believe he is one and four, but he made some trades that definitely made him lose a lot of games, in my opinion. So, he underperformed by twenty-two, and you even scoring one seventy-two underperformed by by twenty-five. So. On China Star's side, 15 from Aaron Rodgers and 10 from Najee Harris. Got 0 out of Randall Cobb, 4 from George Kittle. Did get 10 out of Tyler Boyd, who dropped the game-winning cut touchdown against the Chiefs. Uh, and then 4 from his kicker. IDPs were all 4 or less. No one of note for him. On Randy's side, 5 points out of Deshaun Watson. Are you starting him this week? I'm not. Uh, so Kirk Cousins is going up against the Lions. Oh the Lions defense is horrendous, and Kirk Cousins' numbers against the Lions are pretty spectacular. So I'm uh, I'm going in on that, uh, especially with a tough matchup this week for the Browns. Um, you know, it's just just by trade. It uh, I don't want to end up having three Browns in the starting lineup. Okay. This week, with the Lions having such a bad defense. Hey, I heard some speculation that people think that the Bears are going to go after Kareem Hunt. I'm sure you'd like that, having three Browns on your team. You know, I'm just looking forward to him going to any team. Probably not the Bears, though, just because they've got... Unless, is Montgomery walking? He's free agent. <clears throat> you do have Khalil Herbert, so... But hey, I... I hope he gets a chance uh, really anywhere. So running backs, only eight out of Nick Chubb and 16 from Dalvin Cook. <clears throat> I know that you were, like, questioning maybe trying to trade Dalvin going to a passing offense. Are you glad you kept uh, him? Glad I kept him. I've had people reach out so far this year, and I've been consistent on it. He's not available. Okay. Wideouts, then you have 31 and about the previously mentioned A.J. Brown. Nine from Mike Evans, who's been pretty disappointing as of late. He's been okay. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of room for improvement. The whole Bucks as a team have just underperformed this year, but, I mean, he's wide receiver 23 right now, so. Did you watch that game Monday night? 
I did not. Okay, so he could have had a long touchdown, but like one of the DBs or the safety, I don't remember, just completely tackled him to the ground and got a PI for it. Like came sprinting from behind and did that. Mm. 21 and a half, though, for Samaje Pirine in your flex. He's been absolutely a stud. I believe they said he's been like a wide or a running back one in the last three weeks, or I should say the running back one. I'll have to check that, but he did score 30 for you two weeks ago. And he had um, 19 the week before that. You know, I've had him, I've had him sitting on the, on the bench for uh, two years and it wasn't up until just uh, in these last three weeks that he's started to actually get some play time for me. And he's really uh, exceeded expectations the pass catching aspect that he's been putting up in this um, in these last few games here was definitely unexpected. Pretty but impressive how long you've kept him on your bench. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I don't have a lot of trust in Mixon, but hopefully he's uh I mean he was a full participant in practice this week, so he's probably gonna really start uh, Pirine's value. Hopefully he can maintain a little bit of that. Then Daniel Carlson scored 10 for you, 14.5 for Deron Payne, who's now off the roster. Thanks for your service. 20 from Harrison Smith, and 13 from Frank Warner, or Fred Warner, I should say. So, again, you're Super now 7 and 6. Fred Warner. <laughs> yes. He was your MVP the one year, right? Yeah. Picked so, him up off uh, the street? I picked him up off the street week of the Super Bowl, and he had a pick six in the Super Bowl. That was the difference between me winning and losing it. Crazy. Who did you beat again? I forgot. Ryan. Mm. That was the big Lamar year where he put up 45 a week. Yeah. So we had time to play the game versus the Prince who was Pitts, and this matchup was decided by 0.4 points and was the determining factor in Lefty, Lefty clinching his first playoff spot. Uh, in our league's existence, he's now eight and five. What a turnaround for his squad, would you say? Yeah, uh, I mean, he he definitely got lucky with Lamar being hurt, but he's made a lot of really good moves. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has, you know, taken the step that he needed to do. Uh, Kenneth Walker has been, I mean, he's hurt, but he like that was a good pick. Damian Pierce, fantastic pick. He's made some really good picks that have started to pan out, and in combination with Miles Sanders now knowing what the end zone looks like, <laughs> he's got a real solid core, and it's just going to continue to get better. Sure. So on his side, now he is 8-5, two-game win streak. He underperformed by 29, and Ryan underperformed by 34. Ryan's now 5-8 and eight out of the playoffs on a two-game losing streak. Lefty got 18 out of Trevor Lawrence. 12 out of Damian Pierce, 20 out of C.D. Lamb, uh, got injured, but he had a lot of injuries this week. Jalen Waddell, Hayden Hurst, uh, Kenneth Walker, and Damian Pierce have all been banged up this past week. Did get 11 out of Miles Sanders and 10 out of Jason Myers and 11 out of Marlon Humphrey. On Ryan's side, again, injured. He got one point out of Lamar Jackson, 20 from A.J. Dillon, and 16 from Rashad White. That was that touchdown that won the Bucks the game, was what made the matchup so close. I went to bed and Lefty was up by like ten and a half or something. Josh Palmer got 13, 16 out of Jamar Chase and ten from Latavius Murray. 
IDPs were all seven or less. So let's take a look at the waivers that ran. I need your opinion on a few of them that have been really puzzling from the league. So the first waiver claim of question was Cascade Bear put in $121 on Brock Purdy. And the next closest was 31 bids. Do you have an opinion? So that, that one I actually like quite a bit, even with the amount of money that was put on it. I put in a bid for him, just $100 less than that. <laughs> Brock Purdy has a chance of being the starting quarterback for the 49ers, not just for the rest of the season, but also next year and moving forward. Over the, Trey Lance. Hey, man, Trey Lance is a certified scrub. <laughs> Couldn't sniff the field last year and looked horrible when he did play this year. Uh they gave up three first round picks for a guy that never even played against real competition in college. Like it's entirely possible that Brock Purdy is the long-term starting quarterback for the 49ers. So you can't hate on it. Mm-hmm. And the next move was also Cascade Berry dropped $102 on Tyler Huntley. The next closest was $6. Uh, this one, I, I don't have as positive uh, things to say about it. Especially since like he dropped him earlier this year, yep. Um, you know, is, is is there not anyone on your roster that you feel like could have been dropped besides him earlier in the year? But I mean, although there's contract disputes going on with the Ravens, I don't feel like they're in a situation similar to the Forty ers and that like Lamar is going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Then the next move was. For DJ Dallas, $33 to Little Slams. Looks like you put a bid in for that one. Yeah, uh, I didn't have it. Like, their running back room is such a wasteland. But I put in $0 for it. <laughs> Lefty then picked I, up. Oh, oh allergic to the Allergic to the fabs, man? Yeah. Nah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't an overpay or anything, and yeah, yeah. you know he, he he could end up seeing the starting lineup this week as he pushes for the playoff spot. Yep, and then Tony Jones went for twenty eight to lefty. Then we had Cascade picking up an IDP for eleven bucks. Josh Uche, Stark picked up Trent Sherfield for six bucks, who's actually been on the field sixty percent or more since week three. Obviously, the you know the third wide receiver in that depth, but. Wild that he's not getting more passes thrown his way. Yeah. Especially with that kind of offense being so pass-heavy. Will picked up Julian Love and dropped Rodney McLeod. I picked up Isaiah Hodgins and dropped Ben Skoranek, who actually was pretty solid last night and was on the field 100% of the snaps. So He's been been really getting a lot of uh, playtime this year. Yeah. And then... Stark picked up Durham Smythe and dropped Brock Wright. And that was it for our waiver claims. Did you? I think you made a transaction or two after that. Um. Oh, you picked up Jalen Phillips, who I actually picked yeah. up and then dropped. He's been okay. He's young. I actually I drafted feel- him. I was feeling like uh, going for him a little bit before you did. Um, I guess really the main thing was the positional... He's able to go in as a linebacker or a D line. So And then I mean, you also it, it's it's low value, but Yeah. You also picked up Quez Watkins, which I thought was a very smart move. I don't know why he was dropped. 
I don't either that what like as soon as I saw him get dropped, I was really excited. You know, I, I've been hate watching the Eagles all year, waiting and hoping for them to slip up for the Vikings to pass them up. And like again, I have a lot of problems with the Eagles offense, but you know, being able to secure wide receiver three for them and what is essentially like if AJ Brown goes down, this guy's value goes up. Yep. So it makes perfect sense to, you know, I mean, he had 600, over 600 yards last year, and, like, he looked good. He's He's been a solid contributor for each of the last four weeks. Yeah. I know that that's it for waivers. So let's take a look at week 14 as we kind of wrap up here. We have some – it's not as dramatic as it normally is in week 14 for our league as there's really only – there's five spots that have been locked up, and then just your spot is the only one that has not been locked up. So let's take a look at the first matchup. Right now, I'm just kind of fucking around. Let me at least set my real lineup. So I, because I saw um, Ryan's lineup, I went ahead and just put around a fuckery lineup to, to just kind of mess around with him. Uh I know that you, well, was it you that spotted that he was not starting Jamar Chase, or was that me? Uh, I think anyone that follows fantasy football can see the egregiousness. <laughs> Just absolutely re- preposterous. Uh, and then, so let's take a look at the actual, I just said a relative lineup. Right now, I'm projected to beat Ryan by five points. He really got 12 points out of Van Jefferson. I'm sure that he started him out of hoping he was scoring nothing, but then he got 12. Uh, Ryan is currently in 10th, and I'm in 12th. I've already locked up the highest lottery odds. I don't know if everybody forgot, but again, you were not guaranteed the pick that you end the standings with due to the lottery. So I am going to be starting Ryan Tannehill versus the Jags at this current time just so I can have some skin in the game when I'm there on Sunday. Michael Carter, I also might start Tua. I don't know. Tua is also questionable right now. So I am starting Ryan Tannehill on my side, then Michael Carter and Joshua Kelly. Wideouts include Chris Godwin and Jerry Judy. Then tight end, I got TJ Hawkinson. What's it going to take? <laughs> We'll have to discuss in the off season. <laughs> that is tampering. You're on a recorded device right now. Record, <laughs> recorded audio. <laughs> Flexes right now. I got Devonte Smith and Gerald Everett. That I'm debating between Everett and Darius Slayton. My ADPs are Josh Sweat, Jordan Brooks, Ty, uh, Talanoa Hufanga, because Derwin James might be out and Drew Tranquil right now. Ryan is currently starting Sam Darnold. Who are his other options? Uh, Mac Jones. I mean, not not great. Either way you look at it. Running backs, he's got Latavius Murray and Rashad White. Wideouts include Josh Palmer and Van Jefferson. Again, scored 12 already. David Njoku at his tight end. DJ Chark and DJ Moore in his flex with Jamar Chase on the bench. Also on the bench is Rondell Moore. Uh, that's really the only other name of importance. 
I gotta tell you, if I'm Jamar Chase, I'm demanding a trade. Yes, uh, for sure. If I'm if I'm getting benched for Van Jefferson and DJ Shark, get me out of. I don't want to be a part of this kind of losing organization. Oh fuck! I just saw some big news for a Sunday. Uh, a certain player on Sunday. Oh shit! Well, his backups already picked up. Saquon's done. He's out on Sunday. So, taking a look then at the next matchup. Again, if I lost, I'd be, or if I won, I'd be 3-11 and Ryan 5-9. and Next matchup is between Lefty and Little Slads. This matchup currently is projected to be .85 points of difference in which Tyler would win and or starting a three-game win streak and moving to 9-5. and Little Slads would be 6-8. and He needs this game absolutely to have a chance at the playoffs. So, you're a Lefty fan this week. Yeah, I am. So Little Slads uh, gets into the playoffs. If I lose and he wins and he outscores me by point four five points <laughs> on the year. Right now, Lefty is starting Geno Smith. He's been starting Geno a lot. He's going back and forth basically every week with Geno and Trevor Lawrence. Both have been pretty solid plays. Geno is currently the quarterback seven on the year, and Trevor Lawrence is QB 11. Running backs, then he's got Miles Sanders and Damian Pierce. Wideouts are CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Waddell. Starting Austin Hooper in the tight end spot. Flexing Zay Jones and Jeff Wilson Jr. IDPs are Javon Hargrave, Daniil Hunter, Buda Baker, and Chris Jones. And his kicker is Jason Myers. Little Slads is starting Jared Goff in that matchup Randy talked about. I think the over-under was like 52 and a half. Yeah. Both, <laughs> defenses, both defenses are so bad. And, you know, I expect there to be points. The Vikings give up a ton of fantasy points. And the Lions defense also sucks. Yeah. Running backs, we I got. Mean, he's, he's, he's going in heavy. I'm not like if the Vi- here's the thing if the Vikings defense plays well, then I'm then his his team's done. Yeah, because he's got the Amon Ross St. Brown Jared Goff stack and Swift. Oh shit! Yes, yeah, so Stevenson. He's got another guy. Oh, the kicker. So yeah, T Higgins, Amon Ross St. Brown, Greg Dulcich, Garrett Wilson, Travis Etienne. Michael Badgley, and then IDPs are Hassan Reddick, Dre Greenlaw, Kevin Byard, and CJ Mosley. So if this matchup held, again, Little Slads would then move to six and eight and lefty to nine and five. The so, next matchup is between D Sladkey and China Star. Currently, D Sladkey already has 32 points. He is projected to win by 26, which would move him to 10 and 4. And China started a five and nine. He's already scored eleven from Devonte Adams, eight from Mac Hollins, and thirteen from Max Crosby. Let's take a look at that starting lineup. Starting with Patrick Mahomes, James Conner, and Saquon Barkley, who he will inevitably bench for Matt Breida eventually. Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, and Demarcus Robinson, and then Robbie Gould as his kicker. IDPs include. Miles Jack, Patrick Sertain, and Roquan Smith. What's Roquan's nickname? 
about a dangerous man. That that position is probably more like desired than like president of the United States. <laughs> yes. It, is it an elected official though? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then we got China Star side who currently is starting Russell Wilson. Do you miss him? Uh, well, right now it's looking like a really good lose-lose situation. (laughs) (laughs) Although it has only been one game of Deshaun, you know, his first game that he's played in two years. So pump the brakes a little bit, but Russ looks cooked. (laughs) Running backs. Then he's got Najee Harris and Joe Mixon. Wideouts are Marquise Brown and Tyler Boyd. Tight end George Kittle and flexes are Deontay Foreman and Raheem Mostert. Kicker is Justin Tucker. IDPs, Vita Vea, Devin White, Trayvon Diggs, and Leighton Vanderesh. Next matchup is between Andy and Cascade Bear. Currently, Cascade has scored 19 points, all from Josh Jacobs. He's still projected, though, to lose by six. If that happened, he would move to eight and six, and Andy to nine and five, so they would flip seeds, which would mean then you would play Andy. That's a a big big matchup. matchup. Yep. Cascade side is currently got Jalen Hurts, then Jamal Williams, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Debo Samuel, Mark Andrews and Isaiah Pacheco, and then DK Metcalf. I'm so fucking pissed that I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I traded for him. That was part of the Mahomes trade. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, I I remember an advisor saying not to do that trade. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Kicker, he's got Brett Maher, and IDPs are Matt Judon, Foyasada Luakon, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Micah Parsons. Andy has Joe Burrow, Leonard Fournette, and Derrick Henry. Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson, Evan Engram. Flexes are DeAndre Hopkins and Tyler Lockett. Kicker, Ryan Suckup. IDPs would be Ed Oliver, Zaven Collins, Deshaun Elliott, and Tremaine Edmonds. Fournette might not play, still dealing with an injury. Ooh. So if, if that doesn't happen, you know, with there being no running backs in the flex right now, right, like, you know, you got to be looking at what options are. Kamara's on a buy. Moss is on a buy. Like, mm. eh, it's rough. There, there's no, like, Boston Scott projected 1.7 points would be the starting running back before Andy if Fournette's out. Mm-hmm. Then the max matchups between Justin and Stirk. Currently, Justin has already scored 19, but is still projected to lose by 52 to Stirk. Stirk will be 10 and 4, and Justin will be 5 and 9. Justin's gotten so far 9 from Cam Akers, 10 from Bobby Wagner. Looking at his starting lineup, we got Kyler Murray, and then Naheem Hines, Terrish Marshall Jr., and Amari Cooper. Mike Kosicki, Christian Kirk, and Devontae Parker. Kicking is Brandon McManus. IDPs, Quinn Williams, Javon Holland, and Shaq Thompson. On Stirk's side, he's got Josh Allen, Tony Pollard, and Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and, and Tyreek Hill, Jonu Smith starting at the tight end spot, and then flexes are Ezekiel Elliott and Austin Eckler, along with Greg Zerline as kicker. IDPs. Yeah, I mean, if... If Goddard once have gotten hurt, there would not be a single, single weak link in that. It just just stacked. Yeah. 
He does have Isaiah. Well, he's got Daniel Bellinger on the on the taxi. If emergency, he could bring him up. He is the starting tight end for the Giants, and there's not really a proven one for targets. I guess he's got Cole Komet for the playoffs, though. Looking at the IDPs, we've got Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Tariq Woolen, and Brian Burns. How long do you think this window is for Sterk? Well, Josh Allen is 26, so uh, McCaffrey's 26, Pollard's 25, Ayuk is 24, uh, Tyreek's only 28, Eckler's like at least three years mm-hmm. of top dominance before anyone has a chance of starting to fade down. Yeah, it, it, it's, and you know we'll see how the playoffs go, but from a actual quality roster standpoint it's his world we're living in it yep so then let's take a look at the last match of the week is between randy and will currently randy has already scored 12 points all from daniel carlson your boy yeah he's uh getting close to being forgiven for uh his time as a kicker for the vikings but we're not there yet Mm -hmm. so in this matchup you are projected only to win right now by five points it's gonna be a good one i feel like yeah so with the playoff scenario for me it win and i'm in if i lose i need little slads to lose if little slads loses i can lose this game and I, I can lose this game by like 25 mm-hmm. and still get in. Yep. So, you know, in, in a in the driver's seat where can win the game and I'm in, but if not, I'm going to need some help. Currently, you are starting Kirk Cousins, Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook, AJ Brown and Mike Evans, and then Dalton Schultz and Kareem Hunt, along with Samaj P. Ryan. Are you planning to keep him? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much out like i we'll we'll just kind of see how the rest of the week goes but i would maybe throw in uh zonovan knight but we'll see uh how things go mm-hmm. uh he's been a, a nice two week surprise so far here what about nawangwu uh the best kick returner in the league who was <laughs> robbed of first team all pro last year only 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 kick returner in the league last year to have multiple kick return touchdowns and they gave first team all pro to some other bum <laughs> but uh i mean he he will probably have a lot more value next year because i do not expect alexander madison to be back with the vikings let's look at those idps first you got jalen phillips fred warner harrison smith and then jordan poyer will right yeah, now is well, what'd you say Hoping, hoping for uh, Jared Goof to cough it up a couple times and <laughs> Harrison Smith to continue to be the best safety in the league. Yeah. Can and Fred Warner come become a hero again? He might. Um, you know, Jordan Poyer has got some good potential here with how often, uh, like, the Jets quarterbacks, regardless of who, have been throwing it up to the other team. Yeah. Will's side, he's got Justin Herbert right now at the quarterback. Running backs are Jarek McKinnon and Devin Singletary. Wideouts are Michael Gallup and Juju Smith-Schuster. So he doesn't really have any proven, like, ones so far. Tight end, Pat Fryermuth. And then his flexes are Adam Thielen and Deontay Johnson. Kicker, Harrison Butker. 
IDPs are Nick Bosa, Nick Bolton, Isaiah Simmons, and Julian Love. What do you think about his roster just hearing that? Uh, I mean, he, I, if Justin Herbert plays a great game, he's got a good chance. Um, I know that they're like the, the chief's backfield is an interesting one and I'll always appreciate Jarek for his, uh, time as a Viking, but like, I mean, Singletary's not gonna, it, the, the roster needs some work. But it's incredible management. Here's the thing. He has done a fantastic job managing the team to get the absolute most out of this roster. Like, that roster does not scream to you. Playoff team that can still have a chance to go on and win the Super Bowl, but that's where the team's at. And that's because he's done a great job managing it. For sure. Well, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Do you have any final thoughts here? I mean, you're kind of in a, as you know, we talked about winning in, lose, need some help. What's your nerves level? Um, I mean, I don't expect to win the Super Bowl by any means, even if I make it into the playoffs. I have been pretty disappointed in my team overall this year, and I'm hopeful that the Next year is going to be better, regardless of what this uh, outcome is at the end of the year. You know, in many situations, like, would it be better for me to lose this game and be the, you know, the last team out? Uh, you know, look at what happened to Spaceballs a few years back. He mm-hmm. got the number one pick out of it. Yep. So, next next year, hopefully, the Browns' offense can be functional, and things look good then. For sure. But, but yeah, just to close it out here, playoff scenario for the final spot, win, and I'm in, lose, and Little Slads gets in with a win. If he outscores me by more than 0.4 points, uh, if Little Slads loses and I lose, Will gets in if he beats me by more than like 25 or 30. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see. I mean, it's going to be interesting with Ryan and I being at a game. Like, I don't even know how we're supposed to track it. Just once in a while, take a peek at the phone. But it's the new game, the so that's good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't don't get too caught up in the noon game, especially from fantasy-wise, at least for our league. You guys aren't playing for anything, so <laughs> just enjoy, Ryan <laughs> enjoy <is>. the experience. <laughs> Ryan's enjoy playing for draft ex- spot. <laughs> He's playing for number two fucking pick. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the game. And don't worry about Dynasty. Well, guys, that's all we got. Hours. That's all we got. Randy, thanks for joining us and filling in on this. It was kind of fun outside of the minor technical issues. I need to get an Ethernet, as you said. I got a 100-foot cable for you. What's it cost? If you say TJ Hawkinson, I'm logging off. I was going to say (laughs) Chick-fil-A. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. And we'll see you next week with our playoff preview.